0: Don't you hate being called a hypocrite? It stings to realize we've done the very thing we've told others not to do. This is Tuesday, September 26th. This past week, I saw a wonderful little video of hypocrisy from the time of COVID-19. Two or three different public health officials were standing up for a press conference and explaining that one important way to protect yourself from spreading COVID-19 germs is to refrain from touching your face. And of course, periodically, each speaker reaches up to do just that, touch his or her own face. It's hilarious because they were doing it without even thinking, yet all the time, they were giving advice to the public. Well, it's not only funny, as you watch the video, you get the feeling that it's inevitable. Now let's get to our scripture text for today. This is Galatians chapter 2, verse 11 to 13. When Cephas, that's Peter, came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face because he stood condemned. For before certain men came from James, he used to eat with the Gentiles. But when they arrived, he began to draw back and separate himself from the Gentiles because he was afraid of those who belonged to the circumcision group. The other Jews joined him in his hypocrisy, so that by their hypocrisy, even Barnabas was led astray. Now, yesterday we began to look at the story of the Apostle Peter's visit in Antioch. How, though he believed the gospel and had already been eating with Gentile believers, members of the circumcision group showed up in Antioch, and then Peter refused to eat with the Gentiles any longer. Now this must have been very confusing for those Gentile followers of Jesus. They had been embraced by Peter and then the tables turned and Peter refused association with them. You know, that's what eating meant in the ancient world, eating together. In the culture of Peter's time, your people were the ones you broke bread with. They were people you invited into your home. They reciprocated and had you over for dinner as well. Now, of course, a faithful Jewish person at the time would never eat with a Gentile. Gentiles were unclean. They were dogs, as they called them. To eat with them would mean soiling yourself and becoming unclean yourself. So they avoided becoming unclean at all costs, because they believed that that would cut them off from fellowship with God. You can imagine that the Lord had to convince Peter to welcome Gentiles and also to eat with them. We are told in the book of Acts that one day when Peter was praying, the Lord gave him a vision of a sheet being let down from heaven by its four corners. On the sheet were all sorts of animals and reptiles and birds. Then he heard the voice of one telling him, Rise up and eat, Peter. But Peter refused to eat anything. He said, By no means, because I have only eaten what is clean. But the voice told him, What God has made clean, do not call common. In other words, it's okay, Peter, you can eat this. Now for effect, the Lord repeated this vision so that Peter saw it three times. And yes, Peter got the message. At just that point, three men showed up at the house where he was to invite him to visit a man named Cornelius. Peter entered that house and shared the message of Jesus, and Cornelius the Gentile responded by faith. Now the whole matter couldn't have been clearer. God was telling him that the way was open for the Gentiles to come to Jesus by faith. They were not unclean. And add to that, he could eat what he wanted. I imagine the feast became even more glorious after that point, but even more, Peter knew that salvation was a free gift, and yes, the Gentiles, as anyone, could receive it by faith. Now, not everyone agreed when they heard that the Gentiles could come to God, but Peter told them how he saw the Spirit of God poured out on this man Cornelius, confirming the truth of what God had done. Okay. Now, this apostle is the same one that later pulled back from eating with the Gentiles. What happened? We would wonder, right? Peter was under immense social pressure to follow the ways of the Jewish believers, even though it was crass hypocrisy. That's the word. Yes, Peter calls. Peter, of all people, is called by Paul a hypocrite. This disciple who had been so close to the Lord Jesus. He caved in and gave up on the distinctiveness of the gospel. That's why Paul calls him out. Now, as we learned on Sunday, that word hypocrite is a colorful word in the Greek language. It literally means one that wears masks. This term arose from the fact that in Greek dramas, often the same actor played different parts. Now, to pull this off, he would simply change the mask he was wearing. We might easily call Peter out at this point as a hypocrite, and indeed he was. But now stop to think about our behaviors. For example, we believe that God has loved us freely, not because we've deserved it. But then look at the way we judge people based on whether we think they are deserving. Yes, we know that God's grace has come to us freely, but how many people have we written off in our way of thinking as beyond hope? You see, I don't have to look very far to find a hypocrite. I have only to look in the mirror. Now, as we will see as we work through this week, one of the purposes of this study is to align our lives with the gospel. That is, to live in accord with what we believe and, and who we are in Christ. To see the gospel at work in our lives, rather than put up an obstacle for those who are seeking God. Let's pray together. Father God, we rejoice in your forgiveness, knowing that we need your grace every day. We rest in your grace, yet hold others to a different standard. We trust in your goodness, but often we miss the point of the gospel. Forgive us, O Lord, and remind us that we are forgiven. And teach us to live by your grace. For in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.